This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Burke, and today is a special day. I have a friend of mine. We have a guest on the show. He has got an awesome revelation about God, and uh, we're all about God here. We just love the Lord with all our heart and soul, and we're here to help you learn about the ways you can operate in the here and the now. If you're saved, that's wonderful. That's good. That's what we want for you, but you're going to have your whole lifetime here, and we want you to win in this life. We want you to prosper. Well, well welcome to the show, Kurt. Uh, well, well, tell us a little much. bit about it. Well, you know, before we go on, it's interesting you say that we want you to win. The truth is, is that God wants you to win. Amen. From the very beginning, this isn't just something that we came up with. This is something that he originated. He said that those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's not, wasn't our idea. We're just kind of explaining his heart, but ultimately it is his idea. And that's really, you know, that was one of the things I didn't get when I was growing up. It, when, as these things happened, I got sick. I had an incurable disease and I had had an opportunity. I actually went to a Christian college and I was there, but no one ever witnessed to me there. And to be honest with you, I, it wouldn't have mattered because I didn't want what they had because what wow. they had shown me was it was a lie. They always wanted to talk about loss, everything you'd lose, everything you would, uh, everything that would be taken from you, everything you had to give up. And I didn't like any of that. I was a fighter. I liked fighting and uh, I enjoyed fighting. And so I knew, you know, people would talk to me, well, you know, you're going to have to let that life go. And then you're just going to have to endure, which I do believe that we have to endure. I think that's an important part. But on the other side of it, the Bible is very clear that if we follow Jesus, thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in him. We've been given the victory. Now we have to have respond to it and we have right. to fight. And see, so I was in the situation where I was not saved and really didn't want to get saved because I believed that Jesus was God. I did believe that. Uh-huh. I believed that he was Lord. I just didn't want him to be my Lord. I had a life to live and there was things I wanted to do. And um, I wasn't into a life of losing, which is whether you like it or not, is a lot of the ways that the Christian life is portrayed to people. And so what ends up happening is, is I get sick of an incurable uh, disease uh, that was affecting my mind and my body. It was celiac sprue. And so what ends up happening is, is, is that I, I got into a fight with a street gang, actually uh, not far from here. And I, my mother knew something was wrong. She knew that I had been, I never had hurt that many people really out in front of God and everybody. It was in front of a pool hall. And so what ends up happening is, is, is that she thinks there's something wrong with me. And so I had some internal bleeding from something else I had just done. And so they found out that I had this disease. And so now I'm at home and I'm sitting there and I, my life is in a shambles. Uh, the woman that I thought I was going to marry has just broken up with me because I was acting crazy. I mean, it was the right thing to do. Ladies, if the guy's acting crazy and there's no change, <laughs> nothing wrong with saying see ya. Uh, but so what happens is, is, is that so I'm at home and they, I'm basically not allowed to leave my mother's house. And she put, pushes a television next to the 
the bedroom door and starts, to, this, there's a guy on TV and he starts talking about the Bible and he makes a statement and he says, the Bible is God speaking to you. If you believe it, it'll work. If you don't, it won't. And so I got out of bed and I said, I, I don't know whether this guy's a hypocrite or not. That was about the time folks were falling on television. And so I said, but this is what I'm going to do. Uh, it makes sense to me as a martial arts guy that if you wanted to get an entire group of people on the same page, you'd write it down. You'd have mm-hmm. to put it in a book. That's the only sure. way, really, ultimately, that it's going to work to get everybody together. And so I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do everything that I see. I'm going to read it. I'm going to do everything that I see. And I'll know by empirical evidence whether you're God or not, whether this Amen. is real or not. And so I, as I went through it and I started doing what the Word said, and I found out that God was not into loss. He was into us being more than a conqueror Amen. through him who loves Amen. us. And, but I want, I needed it practical because, and that's one of the things that we try to do is be very practical. And I know that's true of you and Angie as well, is there's a lot of times people give you these pie in the sky theories. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, have faith, have faith, have faith. Well, yeah. What does that mean? Exactly. And, and how do I put this to work? How do I put it to work in my finances? How do I put it to work in right. my marriage? How do I put it to work with me where healing was concerned? And so I began to study the word and began to realize just how much one, I began to realize how aggressive Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he was. That he was a, an extremely aggressive, aggressive person. Uh, and that changed my whole scope. So that was more than 30-something years ago. And I'm still reading the Bible, and I'm still learning how to live it, and I'm still walking these things out. Now, since then, obviously, we were talking about what where I come from. So after that, I go into ministry about actually 30 years ago this year. And since then, uh, I've been to 30-something nations. Uh, we're on daily television across the United States. We you have a YouTube uh, channel, or do we you have, have a you, website? We have a website, fighttowin.tv, and also kurtowen.com. And we're also on the CTN network daily. We're also just like yourselves on Gospel Truth. And we're very thankful for Andrew for uh, allowing us to do that. And we, we believe in teaching practically how you can put these things into practice. And like you, fighting, the name of the show is Fight to Win. Well, you know, I, that is so awesome because I got, it's just such a great story because I got saved when I was 29. Okay. And I was a businessman and successful. And it seemed like I, I just, God wanted me to be prosperous and everything because this was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because I was mm-hmm. going to hell 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like the churches and the, my teachers were all like, you're a sorry thing. You're supposed to be the poor, broke, miserable, sick, and unhappy. And that's Christianity. Now, that's an oversimplification. Right. But it's the same kind of thing. I'm like, well, what's going on here? I thought I got saved. I thought this was a good thing. And while they're saying those things, they're actually alienating the world from them while you're while you're sitting there and you're talking about your worm and all this other stuff listen people already know that about themselves that's why they're miserable they're looking for some hope and as far as prosperity is concerned people pick on prosperity a lot but let me here's something for you do you know that 
waiters and waitresses hate it on Sunday, having to work on Sunday, because a lot of times church people are some of the cheapest, stingiest people around. And maybe that's because you didn't believe God wanted you to prosper. But you want to get somebody's attention? Because we, we just did this Amen. in Texas Day, Brazil. Exactly. Is you start, you start blessing those lost people, and then you can talk about Jesus all you want all to. All you want. It's an and, open and door. It is an open door, because they realize that you are not just in it for yourself, which whether you like it or not, if you have chosen not to prosper, the only one you have on your mind is you. Because all that is is self-centeredness. Because if you believe in prosperity, you realize it is not just about me getting my needs met. It's about being there at a restaurant and being able to, like one time where this man comes in and I just perceived there was something wrong with him and the Lord said, talk to the guy. And his father was just in the hospital and he did not have a plane ticket to be able to fly home. And he, he's borderline crying as he's coming to the table. And so what we began to minister to him, talk to him and said, hey, I'll tell you what, we'll buy you an airline ticket. And do you think that guy was going to let me talk? I, I got to pray with him. I got to talk to him Amen. about the things of God. That you, opened the door. You know, it, the prosperity thing, same thing. We were in a restaurant and there was like hardly any waitresses or waiters. And we had this one lady and she said, oh, you know, I'm sick. I'm not doing well. And it was the same kind of thing. I need a ticket to go somewhere. And we just looked at her and I handed her a $100 bill. And then I said, can I pray for you? Well, of Absolutely. course. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead, they, they don't, they give a really crummy tip and a card, and a, a little card, a salvation card. And it's like, this is a joke. And, um, you wanted to read that salvation card and leave them a hundred dollar bill. They'd there you go. Inclined to read. I do that. You know, when Absolutely. I, um, I'll go like to an Andrew Womack conference. I'll mm-hmm. walk in there with hundreds in my pocket, hundred dollar mm-hmm. bills all over the place. And I'll just wait for God to speak to me. Who do I bless today? Who do I give a hundred or 200 to? And, uh, that's going to get the people interested in what you have. Not only that, it affects them. It grabs their attention. If maybe you're not at the place you're giving out hundreds yet, but maybe a 20. But stretching outside of yourself, not just looking at your needs. If you are convinced that God is taking care of you, the next thing you should do is begin to see how he can use you to minister to somebody else's need. Amen. And if you're not there, then you should begin to begin to prosper and get to the place that you can do that. Start out with a $20 bill. Start out with a $20 bill. You know, um, Many years ago, a long time ago, I, you know, like you were reading the Bible, reading the Bible. And for me, this was a first time thing. Mm-hmm. And I just believed everything it said because mm-hmm. this was God. Mm-hmm. And being a, a man in business, I understood contracts. And when you write something, you mean what you say. And if you're going to pay so much money, that's what you're going to pay for something. And that's why I saw the Bible was God's talking to me and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. So I began tithing like crazy. And I was tithing in part, I was going to prove God right or wrong. You know, either this is true or it isn't true. And God started blessing me and blessing me and blessing me. And the more I tithed, the more he blessed me back. And I would have to admit, I actually started out doing this from the wrong perspective. But when God started to bless me, it was like, wow, this is so good. I want to bless other people. Well, see, you are no different than any other baby in something. When a baby is born... Their motives are not pure, right? Their their motives are take care of me, take yeah, care yeah. of me, take care of me. What can I do? But hopefully, if you're instructing your child correctly, as your ch- the child matures, 
which he did in you as you matured. A lot of people don't even go that far. But as you matured, you got off of the wrong motive and got to the right motive because as you grew, you began to not have to just think about yourself because as you prosper, you no longer have yourself as much on your mind. Well, and you don't have to. You know, right as we're filming this, gasoline is going through the roof. It means nothing to me how much gasoline costs. I mean, yeah, I don't want it to be up there, but it's not going to change my life. And I know people that this is... Like right, this. Right, right. And, and you know, God doesn't want you like that. He wants you prosperous. Absolutely. And this isn't just about money. Uh, one of the ways that we've had doors open for us is, um, I, you know, I was in executive protection. For those of you who don't know, I was in executive protection for years and still to this day uh, travel around the world and protecting people from time to time. But I'm also known to be fairly good at training and fighting and things like that. Well, when we go into mission fields, they can't afford somebody like me to come mm-hmm. in. But when I come in and say, uh, I tell you what, I will give you three days of training for your officers, for your military or anything else. The only thing is, is at the end, I need to be able to present the gospel. And oh. because I have excelled in those areas, right. because I have won in those areas, they open the doors to me and they say, if you're willing to come train us, you can do anything. I've had generals actually tell me, if you are willing to come train, you can do anything you want. If you want to preach uh, during during the training, we will let you do it. Just keep training us. And as God causes you to excel, and that's true in any business, if you become the best plumber in your city, if you go before the Lord and find out how to plumb the way Jesus would plumb if he was here, and you get the wisdom of God on how to do it and how to save people money and how to help people, and you excel that way, then there are people that are going to let you speak into their life that never would have before and tell, you'll be able to tell them about Jesus because you've won in your profession. Yeah, well, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I think there was something you had, um, some kind of a heart Oh, problem. yeah, absolutely. Because a, a lot of times, no matter how far you go in this, you still got to keep growing, right? You still, you're still going to be challenged, you're, but you actually have to live it. So uh, I guess it was, now this is being aggressive because this is kind of funny. So uh, several years ago, some friends of ours, where everybody I knew was having what, what was called a widowmaker heart attack, which was a particular valve that clogged and stuff. And so I had ministers who they said it was faith, but it was actually fear. They didn't want to go to a doctor because they were. They said it was faith, but they were scared of what they'd find out. And I said, I tell you what, I'll go, and we'll just walk through the process. One in the midst of it, and you know, we have to have that key man insurance for the ministry and stuff. So you have okay. to always have these physicals and all that oh, stuff. Okay. So we go in, and so he starts looking at me and goes, you know, you're in great shape. He goes, the only thing we see here is that you have an aortic, uh, you have an aortic root that's above four. And he said, um, what I'd like you to do is we're going to check you out, and we're going to spend some time with you with this. And we want you to wait six months, come back in, and do another test, because what he wanted to know was, is this growing? And what oh, he told yeah. me was, certain people just have this. This is just the way they are. The people they're concerned about is the people where it's steadily growing. And so I said to him, I, I went in and so I talked to him and I said, uh, okay, so what should it be? And he says, well, it really needs to be less, less than four. 
And he says, but but it doesn't so it's matter a, now. It's a rating number. They have a number yeah. they've ascribed to it. Yeah. it. Less than four, you're good. Yes, Go than four, you're good. Have no idea what the four is or whatever. I, I'm just telling you what I was. Okay. Thinking. So he says, uh-huh. and he says, I said, well, so you need it needs to be less than four. And he goes, well, it doesn't go backwards. It doesn't go backwards. You you it once it's there, it's there. That's it. I've been there. And um and I said, yeah, but it would be better if it was less than four. And he said, well, Mister Owen, you don't you're not really understanding what I'm saying. You are where you are. We just don't need it to get bigger, but you'll never go backwards. It doesn't happen that way. There's no medication. There's no, no medication. There's nothing. It's just, it's the thing. It. And so uh, yeah. I said, but what you're saying is, is I need it less than four. And he said, yeah, but Mr. Owen, they don't go backwards. We're just, uh, what best case scenario, yours doesn't grow. And I said, but it's going to be better if it's less than four. Because I can be kind of difficult. You know, I can, you know, sometimes you have to be stubborn when you know something belongs to you. And so, uh, so what happens is I walk out of there and I took Mark 11, 22 and 23 and 24 and I got aggressive about it. I wasn't waiting on it. I actually began to attack it. I had certain periods of time a day set on my phone to tell me you need to do this. And so I began to say day after day, day after day. Uh, I have an aortic root of less than four. And w- well, actually, what I would do is three times a day, I'd actually get the scriptures out and read it. And I would say, I have faith in God. I do not doubt in my heart, but I believe that those things I say come to pass. I have whatever I say. Therefore, I say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I have an aortic root of less than four. And I did that multiple times a day, every day for a year. And so I go back in, and so it's time for, they, they wanted to do a different type of test. They want to do the same test and then a different type of test. And I so I sit there, and he says, oh, I said, so tell me about my test results. Everything looks good. Everything looks good. I said, but I said, uh, last year I have an aortic root of more than four. What is it now? He goes, oh, yeah, it's no, it's no problem at all. Uh, it didn't grow. I said, great. But what, what was it? And he says, well, uh, evidently there was something wrong with the first test because now it's 3.75. They won't admit it. They won't admit it. And so so I said, yeah, I told you it was going to be less than four. Now, that is not something that is just for me, for you. It's for everybody that's watching us, everybody that's out there. do it. Yeah, it's it's whoever is going to be aggressive about it. People say, well, I don't think it takes all that. Yeah, and that's probably why you're not living day to day in the miraculous is because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent take it before us. And, and, you know, that scripture I was referring to in Romans 5, 17 says, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Now, that reigning, that, that's, that's here. That's here. Yeah, it, it's in this life. But here's the thing that people don't understand. A king does not reign by sitting on the throne because a king can sit on the throne and nothing happen in the kingdom. Not a single thing. He can go to sleep sitting on that throne and his dominion is not being exercised. If that king wants to change things in his kingdom, he has to speak and he has to get aggressive about saying, wait a minute, this, this is, is not this is not going to happen in my kingdom. This is, I, and especially when you realize what all Jesus has done for us. You know, I had uh, the same situation. We talked about it a little bit earlier when I, um, I fell off a ladder and, cr- and crushed my pelvis. It was in a thousand pieces. And they basically said, I'll make a long story short, it'll be a year before you're walking. But number one, you got to get aggressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. you got to get aggressive. That's number one. 
And number two, you may, you're going to have to fight. I had to fight. I was in the hospital with a broken pelvis fighting doctors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you wouldn't think. But, you know, mm -hmm. I never took the position, oh, no, oh, poor baby, I have a problem. Never. Absolutely. And when I fell off that ladder and hit the deck, and I could, the pain was beyond anything you can imagine. And I was screaming, I am healed. Mm -hmm. I never said, oh, call the paramedics. Please help mm -hmm. me. Please help me. You will have to take this aggressive stand in your life. And That's it's not absolutely. all that easy. You will get opposition. I remember my wife telling the doctor that God will heal my husband. He was furious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, It, it, it happened on a Monday night, and I just wanted to stick it in the devil's face. And Monday night was Bible study night, so I told all the people in my Bible study to come to the ER, and they did. And uh, they just wanted to see what I was going to mm -hmm. do. But what Kurt's talking about here is aggressive faith. Now, listen, if you're saved, you're going to heaven, that's wonderful, that's good. I want you to go to heaven. What are you doing here? Are you just just losing You know, I, I remember when I, myself, when I got saved and born again, and, and basically the church back then was pretty, what's the word, passive? They just, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. well, this is God's right, will. Right, so right. God wanted my pelvis right. broke, and he wanted you with an incurable disease. Right. Talk real. Right. And that's the way they did it. And, you know, really the devil had walked all over the church, and, and people like yourself, and we're coming out of that kind of thinking. Andrew Womack, he, he helped me very, very much. You are not being victimized by God, but you can either be a victim or you can be victorious, but you cannot be both. Amen. And you need to make a decision. Your problem is not your problem. It's the way you're approaching your problem. Jesus was very, very clear about this. He said that a storm was coming to everybody's house, right? Remember in Luke chapter six, uh, starting about verse 46, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? And then he told the story of two men. He said, one man's going to hear what I'm saying, and he'll walk out of here and he'll do it. And he's going to be extremely aggressive because what he's going to do is he's going to dig deep and found his house upon a rock. Now, there's going to be another guy. Same, same guys go to the same church. A lot of people don't realize this. They're sitting in the same church. But then the second guy is going to build his house on sand, not near as aggressive. He's not digging deep. He's not doing any of that. Right. Well, the same storm shows up to both houses. The same storm shows up to both people. It's not the storm that's the issue. It's what were you doing before the storm? And see, that's where, where if you are aggressive in laying hold of what Jesus has done for you, and it's interesting how he starts the conversation. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? A lot of you are not seeing the lordship of Jesus show up in your life because you are not doing what he says. You will see the results that Jesus promised when you will begin to get aggressive about laying hold of what his word says and putting it into practice. Listen, it's not for a memory verse. The difference between the word of God and a memory verse is application. If it's just a memory verse, we'll just sit here and talk about it. But when you start applying it and digging deep with it, now it is the word of God and you're going to see the lordship of and Jesus. We're not talking about like legalism, like there's all these laws, you better live holy, buddy, or you're going to hell 100 miles an hour. We're talking about aggressive faith, believing what God has for you. And the world will tell you, oh, you must, don't do that. You need to be polite and you need to be friendly to these people. I'm going to have, the day I stood up, and I, I tell you, Owen, this is, this is you. The day I stood up and said, I'm going to have 
Everything Jesus died to give me was the day the war was started and it has never stopped. You will be persecuted and blessed at the same time. But it's up to you how blessed you want to be because God wants you. I remember when it came, I'm a big prosperity preacher. That's life. That's what God told me to teach. And I remember God saying to me, Al, this is wide open. You can be as rich as you want to be. You can be as aggressive as you want to be. You can be as healed. You can be walking around 30 years after a terminal disease, something Mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. This is what God has for us. And it isn't going to happen if you're passive and you're, you're just sitting around not doing anything. No, and this is what people don't actually understand about grace. Grace has provided everything. Nothing we're talking about is to try to earn anything from God. All we're talking about is saying, no, it's already done. It already belongs to me. It's no different than if uh, Jesus created a refrigerator and stocked it full of everything in life. We're not trying to earn things into the refrigerator. No, it's already there. But our faith says, now, wait a minute. You're saying that Jesus stocked this refrigerator? Then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up off my rear end, and I'm going to go to that refrigerator, and I'm going to lay hold of everything that he's provided. I'm not doing this to earn anything from God. I'm doing this because I believe exactly what he told me. Amen. It's kind of like with the refrigerator thing. You say, well, I'm going to open this thing, and the devil goes, you can't open that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Why? God doesn't want you to have it. God doesn't want you to have that. And it's like, well, why would God want me poor, you know, and broke? He wouldn't have put it in the refrigerator if he didn't want you to have it. Oh, that's awesome. I really thank you. That was awesome. I love that. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, it's it was my honor. We, we're so grateful for the, all the lives that you and Angie are changing all over the world. And that is a tremendous, we, we honor you and your giftings. And, and we thank God for what you're doing in the body of Christ. So it's our pleasure to come and help. No, no, it's absolutely, it's my pleasure that you're here because um, you've got great information. And this is the kind of thing we like to teach our people. Um, well, I want you to, if you would, please check out our website or, or Kurt's website here. Um, you know, we are trying to help you live the successful life here. That's why we call it Victory Life Today. And Kurt is on the same plane as us. This is the way we think we think alike. I heard him speaking at a, at a conference and I said, oh man, I love this guy. So, or anyway, uh, we really, I really want to thank you for watching, and um, we'll see you next time. And remember, victory is always yours through Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.